0: Welcome into part four of the 126 Summer Series, The Pros. This is our last but definitely not least guest. Wait and see who it is. Hello, Coach Weaver hello addison what's up Uh, not a
1: lot i'm excited to be on uh part four here Mm -hmm. of our summer series and you said it's our last guest it's our last regular scheduled pro guest we are we we can go ahead and uh, tell folks that are listening we're going to have a bonus episode coming Mm -hmm. up this is going to be pretty fun um yeah but we got a hometown hero on here today
0: we do i left it up i left it up for a surprise even though we already talked about him because we've moved things around a little bit uh mason was supposed to be on like three episodes ago yeah um but we finally we finally well, got him
1: here we started out with our guys who are no longer actively right. playing it's professionally a little, a little easier for them that's right all right so coach o normally you would have uh, said hey coach o too
0: yeah i would have
1: she's on vacation it is summertime around here and um mm-hmm. so we have a pitch hitter so to speak air quotes on that one lisa cowgill is stepping in it's also yay yeah. hey! all right much deserved round of applause it's uh lisa's last week with us we hinted at this in an earlier uh, podcast um she is retiring so mm-hmm. you know she's going to go out with a bang and be the ozone guest host today
0: yes so it could,
2: could be dangerous we'll see
0: could be dangerous um so we'll go ahead and let you do okay your stuff and then uh we'll let you do your bio so that mason can join us for those
1: Alright, so we, we know we got Coach Farrell on here, we appreciate mm-hmm. Coach Farrell coming over uh, to give us the coach perspective on Mason, but Mason Englert is our esteemed guest today. As I said, another hometown hero uh, and our fourth pro to be featured here on the 126. He is the youngest pro of our summer series, um, already having had a successful and rewarding career though as an athlete. He graduated from Forney High School in 2018. Uh, while at Forney High, Mason was a pivotal member of Coach Farrow's 2018 state finals team for the Jackrabbits. He was the right-hander in a one-two punch. We know we saw a lot of great baseball that year from the pitcher's mound, along with left-hander Jonathan Childress. They accounted for a handful of no-hitters that year. District championship, ended up going all the way to Round Rock. You know, So, um, like I said, real hometown hero uh, here for baseball fans in Forney, and there are a lot of them so mason was as all good fans of forney sports must know drafted right out of high school at age 18 by the texas rangers um though the slot signing bonus for his draft numbers around $450,000, the rangers organization showed how much they valued him with a one million dollar signing bonus i think um, we would all all say we agree <laughs> with their yeah. judgment on that Absolutely. they probably saw not just the talent you know, but the substance of of Mason's personality is work ethic. I know Coach Farrell was talking about that earlier. Mason was on the injured reserve in 2018 and 19. We need to ask him about that. And then, of course, the pandemic hit in 20, Mm -hmm. right? So, this is 2021. He's finally back on the mound, but it's it's basically his rookie season, you know, Mm -hmm. because he didn't get to pitch. Um, In fact, just this past weekend, he won a game with his minor league Rangers affiliate, the Down East Wood Ducks, uh, over the Carolina Mudcats, giving up one hit and three walks to six strikeouts. Mason is 4-1 on the season with a 313 ERA, 31 innings pitch, 37 Ks. So, Mason, even though you're way out there in the Carolina League on the East Coast, uh, we're really excited and want to welcome you here to the 126.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you very much.
0: <clears throat> All right. So, um, I love the Wood Ducks name, by the way. Um, so, co- like Coach, Coach Weaver had mentioned, um, we have a guest host for the Ozone, but it's still going to be called the Ozone. So, let's let's toss it over to Lucia. Welcome to the Ozone. Take it away.
2: Okay, Coach O, I hope I do you proud. Uh, the spotlight question for this podcast is, what is your favorite food to get at the ballpark?
0: Oh, okay. We'll start with... Coach Farrell?
3: Favorite food at the ballpark, mm-hmm. just a classic hot dog.
0: Okay. Uh,
3: I uh, I can go for all the stuff that, that you can put on top of it as well. Mm-hmm. But, well,
2: that's uh, a follow-up because I like hot dogs the best too. I just like mustard, so you load mustard them up. Just Yeah, load whatever them
3: up. they got there, I'll put it on
1: it. Uh, Coach O did text me. Uh, hers is the hot dog as well. So, so far we're three for three hot dogs. Uh, Addison? Agreed. Now it's four mm-hmm. for four. Hot oh, dogs. Well, I'm gonna before I come to me. Then I got to check with Mason. Mason, you're in the ballpark more than any of us, probably at least
3: lately.
2: <laughs> I I remember um, it is a hot dog, but I remember it was the boomstick stick back when Nelson Cruz was with the Rangers. at the ballparks, like loaded up with all sorts of stuff, and it was like a foot long or maybe more. <laughs> but I remember getting one of those, and that's probably my favorite uh, favorite ballpark food I've ever had
0: the boomstick I remember those they don't have the boomstick anymore yeah they do
3: they do I I won't eat it because you didn't catch that (laughs) flat (laughs) bowl well I feel like the
1: outsider maybe it's because I've spent so much time I know in a gym but I I still got to go with popcorn if I'm in any kind of athletic event I'm just a
3: I'm just a popcorn I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can attest to that. I've seen Coach Weaver in <laughs> yes. a gym at a basketball game many a time. <laughs> Big he on popcorn. Uh, quite often has popcorn. Now, at
1: base, I will say this. A close number two is the bag of peanuts at, at baseball, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still kind of feel a little guilty about throwing to my, my peanut. Can't mm-hmm. do that in a gym.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to love getting the... Uh, what is it a a lemon chill at the the at the rangers games back in the day but that was whenever it wasn't indoor and it was super hot in august yeah so in a game you had to get one of those things those were good i remember those too
1: Mm -hmm. well so we got a we got an honorable mention for peanuts and lemon chill but it's five to one hot dogs and one for the old popcorn baseballs
2: and hot dogs yeah yeah, it is some apple pie and we're set up
1: that's true that's true. Well, I I Addison, did you call it the Ozone because you didn't have a sound bite for L zone? Uh,
0: yeah. I didn't have I didn't have a chance <laughs> since you told me about five minutes ago.
2: <laughs> oh you got almost as much as I got.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. Hey, we appreciate your pinch hitting Lisa. Good yes. job, good subject yes, spot. You're library. welcome. Glad to Yep. Too. All right, so now over to
0: Mason engler Yes, let's get into it. Okay, cool. Um, so, like Coach Weaver had mentioned, um, you're kind of in a weird situation here where you missed uh, most of your first season on the injury reserve and then the pandemic last year. Do you feel like a rookie?
2: Yeah, I felt like after the three years
0: off, I almost had to like relearn things
2: that I didn't realize I could forget about pitching, That only the game experience that I've had from last fall and this spring and so far this year has been able to remind me and teach me. Yeah, that's... But I do feel like a rookie.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to be interesting. I mean, I'm sure it's interesting across all of sports in general. It feels like everybody kind of got set back a year, so it's um, it's kind of an interesting thing. So, how's the how's the season going so far? We heard the stats and everything like that, but but personally, how do you feel? And and you know, we know there's a lot more that goes into it than just the games and the numbers.
2: Yeah, it's it's been really fun. We had like a good spring training. Um, um, personally, and then also, like, the, the group that first came out to down east, like, against like, spring training, and we are all really excited uh, for that team to get together and, like, play games. And uh, we have a really good manager we're playing for out here, named Carlos Cardozo, who brings the energy and sets the tone, like, for us. And then there's been a big learning experience from him and our pitching coach, Steve Mintz. Like, uh, they, I've learned a lot already this year, and, I mean, we're not even halfway through. Um, but the team has been really fun to play for. It's, like, a lot of young position players who – get after it and uh, the pitching staff has been really good it's just been it's been fun to be part of a team atmosphere that's trying to win again i think that's what i missed the most like it's been three years since i played for a team who's trying to trying to win something so it's been nice to get back to that
0: yeah for sure um and are y'all allowing fans in to watch games right now yeah, yeah we started the year with like
2: a 50 percent capacity and then now it's to 100 and we get pretty good crowds and
0: it's been really good <clears throat> That's awesome. So um, we are going to jump back a little bit and talk uh, talk a little bit about some Forney stuff. This is a question that we've asked all the pros so far, and it's, um, you know, you get to travel a lot, obviously playing baseball, and now you're living somewhere else. Um, what would you say is special about Forney to you? It just,
2: I think it's just because it's home, it just, it's just Forney, like all the things that make me comfortable and uh, all the things that I came to love living there since fifth grade, uh, which it's just awesome. Like I love, there's a pond in the neighborhood that I go to any time. Uh, like, whenever I've got free fish, and it's just a happy place to be. And then I love the, the, community, the community and heading up to Forney High School and seeing all the people that you know were there when I was there, and then meeting the new people that come in and continuing the Forney Athletic uh, different programs. But just like seeing the, I guess it's going to be a new field now, but driving down the and seeing the old field was just awesome. It's kind of on the way to my house. And just the whole, just the whole feel of being in Forney is, I just, what, that's why I like it. Just going up there and all the great memories I've had.
3: And all the great fish you caught, right?
2: All the great <laughs> fish.
3: fish. <laughs> yeah, for the for the fans out there that don't know, Mason's an avid avid fisherman, and uh, still still today, that we, when he and I get a chance to visit, he talks about getting to go fishing down there some. Uh, but any <laughs> time we had time off here at Forney, uh, you could you could bet that there was a good chance he and a couple of buddies were going to be fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that. Most everybody here, but probably most of the audience, also knows that Coach Weaver is a very avid fisherman. Well, yes. as you're
1: saying, this Coach farrow one, uh, we, we may now have to schedule another podcast with Mason so we can <laughs> talk about fishing. Base as, yes. as, as great as baseball is, love you guys. Yes, sir. Enjoy baseball. I've seen. I've wa- enjoyed watching you guys have great success. uh You know, if we diverge into fishing, we this could can, be here a while. This could yeah. turn into a very long. <laughs> <statement>. <laughs> hey, and you know, Mason, I got to tell you, now. Coach Farrow is, is reportedly a fisherman too, but I've invited him to fish two or three times and he hasn't shown up. So I don't know what's going on. I, I thought he was, maybe I just thought I, you were a fisherman. No,
3: I like to fish. I would not call myself a fisherman though. I'm okay. it's one of no. those things I'm not very good at.
1: Well, uh, I have an even uh, heightened level of respect for you now, Mason. Uh, I think I maybe knew you were a fisherman at one time, but um, man,
0: can't go wrong. with a, We hear that a lot from athletes and coaches, a lot of athletes and coaches like to go fishing. And hunt.
1: We we'll yeah. talked about Caleb Haney talking yeah. about hunting and being in the outdoors. Yeah, you
0: know. I think it's just the, the calmness of it. After, because sports can get kind of hectic sometimes mm-hmm. and we all know it's fun, but I think just, just getting out there and sometimes being by yourself and in the quiet is kind of nice.
1: What's your favorite thing to f- kind of fish to fish for, Mason? I'm not gonna get too deep into this. Lisa's already make, look making eye contact with me <laughs> across there. What's your favorite kind of f- fishing, Mason?
2: probably me and my dad go to the uh go to the lakes and we fish for crappie a lot like that's that's my favorite
1: all right <clears throat> thanks
2: also a great table fish you caught uh <laughs>
3: you caught a very different kind of fish last week on some, oh yeah you told me it was some beach bums um recommendation <laughs> make, <laughs> make it quick but tell that story real quick
2: i got a yeah i got a surf rod because there's uh there's some beaches in the state parks on the coast like an hour and a half from here so on our off-suit the and head in that direction i got a surf rod and then a, another rod to be uh actively fishing while i've got like some live bait out or something but i caught flounder and some bluefish last week that was,
1: that was a right. good time well i've caught a lot of flounder but i've never caught a bluefish that's a east coast thing i think Yeah, i would ask him what it
3: was that's he awesome. sent me a picture of it
1: cool Yeah, cool. right. we might need to get that uh, picture from you so we can mm-hmm. share it <laughs> via social media <laughs>
3: We right. will. Uh, probably should get back to
1: baseball. So, Mason, i got to say, uh, I actually have a wood duck in my office. Lisa can attest to this. Yes, I've seen it. Uh, so, I've been a fan of the wood duck as an animal in general mm-hmm. for a long time. Now, now I'm uh, excited to take the wood duck to a whole new level. Maybe we can make a, a trade on hats. Yeah, I,
2: for real. It'd be great you have to, to, to
1: have a wood duck cool.
2: hat. Yeah, for sure. We've got some cool hats and jerseys going on out
0: here. Oh, yeah, that's what um, – so you've seen I love minor league mascots and jerseys and all that yeah. stuff other than the wood ducks what's the coolest one that you've you've encountered
2: ooh um I guess this one is not too crazy but the Charleston River Dogs like they just had a cool uh, stadium and atmosphere and then on like there's a Latin heritage night so each team has a jersey that kind of relates to what they are uh, kind of what they are ours is off Cotto, not sure why I don't know how it relates to wood ducks but like they were they were river dogs but Spanish and they had some really cool uh, jerseys for that Like, uh, that, was, that wasn't too crazy of to a mascot but it was a, they had some cool uniforms and everything going on
0: Yeah, um, that's cool let's jump back to, to Forney real quick and you don't have to say Coach Farrow don't feel pressured but who's your your all time <laughs> favorite um, Forney coach slash teacher Coach Farrow that's easy <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, teacher wise though I don't know I've had a lot of great great teachers that i remember back in the day yeah well i mean he's not a
0: forney
3: ISD employee i i I hate to answer for mason but i would i would think that i know the answer to the question is his father
0: yes absolutely Um, for sure what is it about coach farrow that you say it's easy question to answer
2: just just because i'm sitting here (laughs) 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 yeah It was just, like, the whole experience of baseball, and it was uh, everything was always kept 100%. Like, uh, just because we got – I mean, Coach Farrow would get into me, but when it was necessary, like, there were some times that he got on me for some things, but it was, like, all – you know, it's coming from a place of love. And then also our senior year, I thought the way Touch Farrow uh, – he just knew we had good leadership in our senior class and the team was in the right direction. And that way he was able to kind of almost be uh, more of a player – like, just a, kind of a, a funny, joke-around manager – it was just cool to see how he can match the vibe of what the team needed. And uh, I think that was my favorite part was having Coach Ferro, the how he how he uh, handled the team our senior year, knowing that he didn't have to be the enforcer all the time. And um, we just had a lot of fun. I mean, it was just the best memories uh, playing baseball that I've had to date so far.
3: That's exactly how I remember it going down as well, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, you know, just a great group of seniors led by led by Mason, of course. Uh, he was, you know, the bona fide team leader, no doubt about it. But, I didn't have to do a lot of that that year, and it made it a, you know, even that more special. Mm-hmm. We see
1: that a lot. Great, the, the great coaches, you know, that have um, that intuitive that awareness. C- yeah. yeah, sure. Um, match their coaching style sometimes, just like they match their strategy to the players on the team, the kids mm-hmm. on the team, people they're trying to get to perform at a high level. So that's pretty neat, uh, Mason. Something that always struck me. Again, I'm a, you know, a fan. Um, I'm a I'm an athletic director, but when we come to games, we're fans. You know, we're we're looking at what our coaches are doing and and how our athletes are performing. It always struck me, uh, you were always smiling. I mean, maybe not if you're on the mound, you know, and you're competing, but uh, you seem to always be um, positive. You seem to always be um, really engaged, not just with the game, but with your coach and your teammates in a really positive way. I think that's something we've hit on with every pro, and it's so important to go with the talent. Right.
2: Right, yes sir. Yeah, I think uh just more fun that way too if it's like you're enjoying it. Like, oh yeah, if I'm pitching I'm definitely serious, but once it's time for that to be over, um or even just playing position back in high school it's just fun to be like a positive, having fun presence and I mean, that's just how I felt this it's not like no faking it, it was just a really good time and that's how I still continue to try to be like on the days I'm not pitching, try to talk to all, all the fans will walk by, ask them where they're from, how they're doing, talk to the kids, and then I'll smile and have a good time with my teammates and just keep that kind of energy going. Hopefully I can do that for, you know, the next 20 years or something.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. It'll, I pay, ins- it'll pay dividends. I can assure you, though, when it's time to toe the rubber, <clears throat> he, he pulls his hat down and goes to work.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you couldn't miss that either. I mean, it, it's just his work ethic, I think. I, I mean, you could speak to this better than anybody at the table probably, but um, – he just seemed always to be a young man that was pretty driven.
3: Very much so, Coach. Um, 20, ooh, I'm date myself here, but 20, 24, 25, somewhere like that now. Uh, 24, 25 years of doing it, um, second to none, without a doubt, as far yeah. as work ethic goes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell on you, Mason, just a little bit, he worked so hard that he overworked himself a couple times in his career. Um, you know, when he was, a, he was a freshman, he didn't get to play his freshman year. And I'm not, I'm not saying that he overworked himself that year but um, i did he had a, okay <laughs> glad you admitted uh, and then um a couple years later down the road um he had he had built a lot of a lot of mass too and just worked his tail off to get
2: bigger faster and stronger
3: and and um, um mason you tell the story
2: well only got one of those things he got bigger if i'm not sure might have got a little stronger <laughs> but didn't get faster <laughs> um yeah i just think it was like i had same work ethic that i do now in the drive but i didn't have much direction it's kind of like it's kind of ignorance without knowing i just didn't know how uh, complicated of a subject it would be to train for baseball and i thought if i just went in the weight room and just did everything in there just worked out for three hours and somehow it was just going to translate straight to the field now i know it's a lot more complicated than that and uh but i have the right people around me that you know can lead that direction to make sure we're doing the right thing so it was just there's just like trying to trying to take on a topic that I didn't realize there's more to it than than I thought at the time and uh yeah I mean I just got basically big I felt like it wasn't moving as well um and then I, my low was down and then my durability was down for my junior year definitely instead of just being a normal like athlete that I
0: was built with and and you uh we know that you got injured your first year um in the pros tell us a little bit about that and just how how that process was and going that long without playing and 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 recovery and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, that was just kind of, um, I think there was actually some movement things that I didn't realize, uh, as far as pitching goes that were a little off that could have been cleaned up for, um, you know, a reduced arm stress level and just kind of overall movement patterns. Um, so I made little adjustments, but I think kind of just, uh, it just happens and it doesn't like there's guys that have clean mechanics, do everything right. And it's still going to happen to, you know, get the elbow injury, um, especially with like the velo and everything that's going on now. But that rehab process was really good. I was fortunate enough to have a really good group around me, which unfortunately meant there was a lot of other guys like Tommy John around the same time. Yeah. But
3: um, What was the number put- you told me that one time, Mace, that, um,
2: that the yeah. guys
3: that were drafted the same year as you, there was you guys drafted like four the top pitchers and four of their first Rangers five picks, and three of them had Tommy John or something like that? I can't remember. It was like
2: name. our second rounder, um, me, and then our – my, or my friend Sean Chandler I'm sorry I might have gotten his draft number wrong but my friend Sean Chandler was actually in 40 this offseason, season met Coach Farrell but he's uh he had it about the same time my friend Wyatt Sparks he didn't have Tommy John B had some other stuff going on so he was in rehab about the same time as us Um, and then some guys from years before and years after just kind of un- pretty unlucky Um, you know but it, I mean it happened it's just unlucky there's no rhyme or reason sometimes it's not all that uncommon although it's unlucky Yes, for sure. Definitely not uncommon at all anymore.
1: <laughs> well, I got to say, going through that process, um, those two things, you know, you're uh, having a positive attitude and then having that work ethic and being willing to grind it out and do what it takes for rehab. Got to, mm-hmm. that's got to be, you know, the bread and butter to get you through that type of process, too. All
2: right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. It was uh, kind of taking it one day at a time because if you look at 18 months as a whole, it seems like a long time. But if you, just wake up and get your work done one one day at a time. That eventually it's passed and you've gotten a lot better. Yeah.
1: So you're going. So, uh, you know, pandemic changed everything about our world in high school sports and for our high school coaches and you know our our fan experience and all that stuff. For you, um, and, and once you get out of rehab and you're you're back healthy again, so that you can pitch and compete. Um, what was the pandemic like for you you know when you're when you're actively now back able to
2: pitch that's yeah, so I I there's after we complete our throwing program before we get into our mound phase after Tommy john surgery we get a 10day deload so I came home and uh, was doing my stuff at the you know the high school field and working out a little bit um, but that was right when everything got shut down so I was at home and they were t- they basically told me you're not gonna be able to come back so um, kind of worked out good because I was able to go to tmi sports medicine which is pretty closely affiliated with the rangers in arlington and i kind of found my new home for the off season with working out and the people i work with there and uh it actually worked out good because i got to work there and get better for that whole summer and then went out to the fall and we had our instructs and then this year um we had an extended off season because the pandemic made us separate minor league and big league spring training so uh that's pretty much the main thing this year is that we had just the season started a little later and then we had reduced capacity to begin with. And now it's pretty much everything's back to normal now.
0: We're glad to see it going back to normal. Um, obviously it helps a lot in, in the world over here, but, um, you know, I know that sports are a lot better whenever people are in the stands. I'm going to jump back one more time here and, uh, talk about the draft. So let's talk about when you got drafted. Um, were there other teams that were looking at you? Did you know it was the Rangers? And then, uh, tell me a little bit about what it was like to get drafted by kind of the hometown team.
2: Yeah, there was there were some other teams. Um, I don't know if they would have gone like get get. I don't know if they would have given me the same. Um, I guess uh, just amount of money as the Rangers did. There was one other team that um, would have, but they were later on in the fourth round. Maybe um, they're really earlier. Somehow it worked out though to where we we knew the Rangers were interested, and that's the team that we're um, trying to target. Uh, and so we were able to work with um, my agency and um, the Rangers and come to like something agreement like I was able to get with the hometown team that was a really cool experience because I've wanted to play with for the Rangers since I was you know four years old so hopefully continue to work out and make it up with this team and everything
0: yeah well we were um, I know everybody around here was really excited that it was the Rangers specifically I mean obviously we would have been excited no matter what but that was pretty cool and since Coach O's is not here I'll ask um, so you get your first check what was the first thing you bought <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't buy
0: anything. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy anything.
1: No, you <laughs> nah. just saved it, didn't you? Smart guy.
2: <laughs> I got an iPad and then this thing called a Rapsodo for some basic, like pitch information, but I haven't, I have not made any purchases. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we Google, Google that Rapsodo.
3: Rapsodo. Yeah, it's a. Kind of just tells you spin rates and all that stuff uh-huh. so it's really really neat i got to see him throw with it one day yeah uh, up in the end yeah. facility it's a really really neat tool um
2: and i will say back when i first got it i did not know how to use the information like i've, I've learned a lot about it now and uh i probably was pushing myself in the wrong direction with what i was thinking mm-hmm. early on but now that i know about it and know how to use it um correctly it's definitely a a big tool um that everybody's using now but yeah, and it's definitely something when you know what you're looking at, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not overcomplicated, but it seemed overcomplicated when I first started using it because I didn't have an understanding of it at the
0: time. So not only did you not go spend dumb money on something like all the other people that we've talked to on this, <laughs> you, you bought a baseball yeah, item. Make you know you're better. trying to make yourself better. Yeah. I kind of want right. to hear somebody say that they went out and bought a car. I want to hear somebody say they I've had seen, a dumper. Seriously. We, we can't find anybody.
1: I'm telling you. So, Mason, you're you're the fourth professional athlete from Forney we've had on this podcast. We're four for four, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, everybody that has... That they're
0: lying to us. That they're li- yeah, <laughs> they're not going to tell us.
1: Everybody's been very financially responsible and... Uh, taking care of business it's mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's good it's good to hear right you know it really is because you know we got some smart guys and gals graduating from our schools uh, as well as talented ones
0: yes
2: <laughs> try yeah like i just uh put it away and then it's uh, i've only pulled from it a few times whenever it's like you know I try to live off the checks we get here um sometimes it's not quite enough when you got to cover rent and buy a mattress for the apartment and get things going, so it's like okay you know pull out a little bit of money just occasionally for for that kind of thing but then the off season um usually i work out and in the second half like in the evening i'll work with kids or help coach team and that's how i get my money then so definitely try to not pull from it as much as possible
0: there you go so you have a second job that's what you're saying
2: kind of i, not much. <laughs> I, just, I, would, I would just work with groups of kids or like they i i was fortunate enough to get on with a a local, like a 13u team and i was um Doing kind of like their pitching coach and helping out with their practices, okay, like once a week, and it worked out good. And they were paying me pretty good for it.
0: Man, that is awesome to hear. Um, not only that you're that you're helping out kids and stuff like that, but it's just interesting. People, I don't think people know a lot about um, minor league baseball, and they they think of it the same way as we do. You know, all professional sports. Tell us a little something about playing in the minors that the average person probably doesn't know. Well, it's definitely
2: fun and everything, but it's not. Glamorous, like if you see professional baseball player, I guess people might think you know we're probably doing pretty good. But overall, like we get uh, seven hundred ninety eight dollars in our deposit every two weeks, and uh, and we do get some per diem on the road, but um, it's it's not a whole lot. Like and then rent, we it knocks out like four fifty of that. So I mean, you pretty much use that. And if you're smart, you really don't overspend that. But um, you can they provide most of the food. So we'll get like breakfast with that. And then, you know, you have enough to get a few things or go have some fun occasionally, but definitely not like we're living, uh, lavish and you can't really, uh, start the state and set up your future with the, the pay here. You know what I mean? Right. Other than maybe a bonus if you're lucky.
3: Well, it's good to know that, uh, 20, hmm, 26 years later, things haven't changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I remember those things whenever I was fortunate enough to do that. Um, you know, living life on the road was uh, not glamorous at all. But people don't understand that about minor league baseball. They really don't. Uh, paycheck to paycheck for sure. Um I didn't I didn't get a sign on bonus. I was a really late round draft pick. I got a plain plain ticket and a hamburger. Yeah. I think my sign-in bonus was one thousand dollars. I no, must not one million.
1: Now that you brought it up, uh was that hamburger a Whataburger by chance? I don't think so. But. <laughs>
2: okay. Well,
0: What's the what's the average meal for a minor league baseball player?
2: We eat really well uh, now. That's definitely, I guess, probably. I'm saying it's not a lavish lifestyle, but compared to what Coach Farrow had to deal with, I'm sure it is. (laughs) Uh, But we get up like in the mornings. We have to get breakfast on our own, um, so we'll either like make some smoothies or go pick something up. But uh, they have now that the COVID rules are relaxed, we have the buffet style food back. so it's just like we might – we get catered like a place and it's usually like some, a big tray of some type of uh, cooked vegetables, some type of grain or carb, um, whether it's rice, pasta, or a sandwich, um, and then some type of protein. So like we'll have chicken, maybe some
0: barbecue, just whatever kind of meat. Coach Farrell shaking re- his head over here. Okay,
3: so <laughs> things have definitely changed in the last <laughs> time as far as that goes. Because, yeah. uh, you know, we were responsible for uh, at least two meals a day, and the clubhouse meal almost – every day was peanut butter and jelly hey almost it
1: sounds like the high school locker room doesn't it? exactly yes sir <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter and jelly and chocolate milk yep
3: that's i don't remember chocolate milk but uh hey peanut butter and jelly mason
1: day. we had uh, uh josh gear on here a little while back he was talking about minor league he said his his go-to meal i think was mcdonald's of course <laughs> he was out of range of the whataburger he wasn't in the south so there wasn't a whataburger around um, you might notice i do keep bringing whataburger up they are they do sponsor our podcast Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if you've got a Whataburger around you in North Carolina uh, I hope
2: so uh, they, they, I don't they don't do fast food quite the same here. there's some decent stuff but not like that
3: it's <laughs> oh, uh, too bad Mason England sure. probably doesn't eat a bunch of fast food anyway guys just being <laughs> honest with you <laughs> but if he did
2: I have an occasional Whataburger when I'm there, close, you so go.
0: Yeah, there you go that's what I'm talking about what's cheat, your, <laughs> cheat day what's your go-to Whataburger order then
2: Uh, the uh I love the Monterey melt with the jalapeno ranch oh because- Addison yes. you
1: yes, must no. feel uh, your choice is verified it right? is
0: I finally have a Monterey brother uh, oh, yeah. we've been talking about go to whatever orders and I've been because the Monterey went away and I realized you could still order it recently but I've been harping on the Monterey melt for a while now so I'm glad to hear somebody so agrees with me
2: so good it's the best by far
0: oh it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing um, in fact I, I you're killing me here I gonna have to go get one right actually <laughs> Um, so real quick, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Farrell, you talked a little bit about the work ethic. Um, I have been asking coaches what's something different that you saw in Mason other than you know physical ability and things like that.
3: Well, the physical ability was really obvious, but you know, like I said before, it was, it was evident from the very, very beginning that you know he was going to go above and beyond any expectations of what you know what workout procedures and things that we're going to do, he's going to go out on his own and and do whatever it takes to become the best that he can be. And, and you know, he's continued to do that. Um, uh, how old are you now, bud? 21, 22? 21. 21. So so I, I first met him when he was 14, and it was pretty mm-hmm. obvious at that point. He's just continued to do that.
0: Uh, Mason, you said that you've wanted to play for the Rangers since you were, what, five years old. So has that, has, has being a big league pitcher always been your goal? What would you be doing right now if you weren't playing baseball?
2: Yeah, the pitcher thing has always been the goal. Like, I always enjoyed hitting. For some reason, I just I just pictured myself as uh, just pitching. For some reason, I'm on the mound. Like, that feeling is what I always wanted. Uh, but other than baseball, I really do not much know. <laughs> i have no. really thought too, too hard about that. I don't have anything that I'd obviously want to be doing if I was not playing baseball.
1: I'm gonna fill this blank in for him then because I, I think it sounds like probably you'd have a career in fishing. I mean yeah, that's where, where we started with this deal.
2: I don't know. We'll just take people up. Sounds yeah. like good at the <laughs> guide service or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Bluefish. Bluefish guide service. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, bluefish apparently is kind of the trash fish, but <laughs> uh <Uh-oh. laughs> That's all right.
0: People don't need to know that. Yeah. It sounds cool. <laughs> Who cares? <It> um <laughs> that's that's interesting. And we've heard that we've heard that pretty often right we haven't heard a lot of people that were like oh well if i if i didn't make it i was going to be doing this that's most right. of the time people kind of put all their eggs in that basket and i think i think that's kind of what it takes almost i mean um to interestingly to make it that from,
1: far. from coaches as well you know mm-hmm. we have mason we you know we've been doing this podcast throughout the the course of the year and we have coaches on and of course obviously kids that are in our program um but it's i think maybe Unanimous
3: with the coaches right. we've
1: had, like they can't even envision themselves doing anything. I think we talked to, I, to you about that, yeah, Coach I was, Farrell.
3: I was fortunate enough to be on the podcast earlier in the year, and and the answer to the question is is really simple. I knew that I was either going to be a professional baseball pitcher or a baseball player of some kind, uh, or I was going to be a coach. There was
2: never a doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. It, I will say that I've actually been thinking a lot about that. Uh, like when I'm done playing or whatever, the the coaching thing. Um, for some reason, like it, it like, kind of appeals to me to go back to uh high school and like learn like the things that i 've learned now I think it would be awesome to try to apply to a group of uh guys that are coming up to high school. I think it's just because of good memories I had in high school, but at some point, I hope I have a long professional big league career, but even if i after I did that like I think I would prefer to go back and see what I can do with, um, with the high school team even as opposed to like a, a professional coaching opportunity
1: We do too We <laughs> hope you have a long mm-hmm. uh professional major league baseball career but at that when that point comes we hope you will put your application in for 40 isd (laughs) we would love (laughs) to get a great one back into our system hey i gotta ask this addison and mason you know they're they're high school kids and their parents that listen to this podcast um we we've talked about your work ethic and your attitude and so forth from our perspective what's if you could give high school our kids our 13 14 15 16 year olds in our programs um a piece of advice maybe not necessarily to get them to be a major league pitcher i mean Mm you got to have some god-given talent to get there but um if you could give them a piece of advice just as a kid uh advancing through the system what would it be
2: i think uh it would be if just do it because he loves it like if if you want to play baseball and you like it and you want to play for high school team but you don't really have the aspiration to do something after, then cool, do what it takes to be a good high school player, but also um, do whatever you love that is what you want to do for the rest of your life after. But if you really like, if you really love it, um, then let that be your, your motivation to to play and do all the extra things and to like, to learn. I think the most important thing is uh, what you learn and how you, like the knowledge you take on, um, because ultimately that'll guide what you do physically. Um, but basically just kind of follow what you love. So. If baseball or football or basketball, whatever makes you happy, then go after it. But um, if there's something else, then do that. You know what I mean? Just do it because you love it, not because you just feel like you want to, you know, play professional sports and have that lifestyle. No, I think that's great advice. I
1: mean, you get in high school, you get one shot, right? You get four years to go mm-hmm. out and 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 do things and have fun and be with your friends. We have pointed this out a couple times. Addison will tell will tell our kids when we have uh, high school student athletes on here. Uh, this is the only time in life you're like you're going to be able to hang out with all your friends every day and see them every day. And when you when you graduate, you know you've got to plan in advance to get them all together. Um, so there's that piece of high school sports that's just like enjoying life. You're right. And you played you played multiple sports, I think, as a young athlete, if I recall correctly. Yes. Yeah. I was, did. Basketball mainly. Basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you ended up maybe as a, your senior year, just just playing baseball. But I can remember. Anyway, I know I remember seeing you in those Jackrabbit uniforms and other mm-hmm. sports, and um, same attributes.
0: You know, still
1: still positive, still smiling,
0: right. still working hard. Is. Are you surprised at all to hear Mason say that he's interested in coaching one day?
3: No, not at all. Um, you know, we've, I don't think he and I have ever talked about that before, but uh, not surprised at all. He would be he'd be fantastic at it. Mm-hmm. He's taught me a lot. Uh, he know, just coming back from, you know, since he's been drafted and I get to, you know, sit around, and pick his brain, and watch him throw and. Got to watch him on that rhapsodo or rhapsody or whatever that thing is called, and he got to teach me a little bit about that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, those are those are things that I had no idea about. Obviously, those things weren't used back back in the way,
0: way back peanut
3: butter and yeah. jelly days. Peanut butter and jelly days.
0: <laughs> so you're saying yeah, the district needs like to get one of those? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> Check well, that budget, Coach Weaver. <laughs> yeah,
0: I will look into it, Coach. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, like Coach Weaver said, we'll be waiting on you to come back and coach forning. So, Coach Weaver, you or Coach Farrell, you just you you coached long enough for Mason to take over for you. You got another No, 20 no He's years? gonna
1: have yeah, <laughs> he's got another twenty years. Yeah. Mason's gonna have this long career yeah. as a major league pitcher, and I, we, I've already planned it all Perfect. out.
3: Perfect. Sounds good. Be be time to retire. Twenty years, I'll be ready to retire, and Mason can
2: just come back and take over. That'd be great. There you go. I don't know if you're ever gonna retire. I think he's like he's always. I dropped that on the baseball field. <laughs> I have always said that, <laughs> what But he does. But he's always done. Where I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, um, that is all I have. Before we go, Coach Farrell, do you have any uh any stories from high school that you'd like to share with people that are that are a personal well, story, I guess?
3: No personal stories. Just just you know, we talked about, you know, what a great worker he was and you know how hard he worked and he he's deserved everything he's got, but uh, you know deep down inside he's a he's a jokester too uh, oh so he uh he he liked to he liked to mess with the guys you know on the side when it was the correct time when it was time to work he liked to work but uh he has a really funny side too
0: are you still doing that kind of stuff
2: absolutely Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, I heard, <laughs> I just, the other day we got a big screen above our our uh dugout so there's always people like fans sitting up in the in the little boxes around the dugout and hold on to a baseball and at random points during the game you turn around and just throw the ball and make everybody flinch right behind you
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's great well we are rooting for you back here in Forney you know you always got a lot of support here and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show today
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me.
1: Have a great rest of the season, Mason. And uh, we're going to be watching for you to work your way up and uh, be on that Rangers mound one of these days. And then we can all get tickets and go watch. It's going to be awesome. We, we planned your whole life out for you. So, uh, you know, you're going to take over for Pharaoh in 20 mm-hmm. years. So, you know, in the middle <laughs> in the middle of that, go win us a, a, a World Series with the Rangers or something. And then can we plan that too? Is that okay? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Let's okay. plan it now.
1: Uh, love it. We do really yes, appreciate sir. you. Thank you so much for being on here and, and for being out there representing our school and Forney High um, in a great way. We really appreciate that.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much.
0: And that is all that we have today for Coach Weaver, myself, Lisa, Coach Farrow. You're looking at me. What, what am I missing?
1: Just remind our listeners, we do have a bonus episode. We do. Episode. We thought we were going to have four, but uh, we found a bonus.
0: Yes, summer we did. Series.
1: some pros, gonna be on here you know uh
0: you're gonna have to wait and see you're gonna have to wait and see it's gonna be fun though yes we will see you all next time